0: If you're overwhelmed by all the different software platforms available to you as a studio owner, and you're having a hard time figuring out exactly what your business needs from new software or even how to navigate the software you have right now, trust me, you are not alone and you're going to love this episode. I'm talking to Laura Munkholm, co-founder and president of Walla, an innovative new studio software that is designed to help your business grow as a scheduling platform, payment processor, and marketing machine. Listen in and hear what Laura saw as missing from the existing platforms and why she decided to create this brand new platform from scratch. So welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm super excited for this episode because today I am joined by my wonderful friend, entrepreneur and mom, Laura Moncombe. So welcome, Laura. I'm so excited for this conversation. Oh my gosh, we have so many things to talk about. Lots, Um, lots. Lots. So Laura and I actually met a few years ago. um, Gosh, I want to say maybe four years ago. and we kind of connected over our love for the business of boutique fitness. And it was kind of funny because we were doing the same thing and in opposite parts of the country. Um, But after spending some time together and chatting about all the things, we decided that we wanted to do something together. Um, And so we actually partnered up to um, host a mastermind called the Inspired Studio Mastermind. Um, And, you know, it was a really wonderful experience to be able to do that with Laura. And we had a phenomenal group of female entrepreneurs inside of the mastermind. I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, And, you know, Laura, after we finished up that round of the mastermind, um, Laura continued to consult the studio's and more recently has shifted into the studio management software business. So <laughs> Laura co-founded Walla. You might not have heard of Walla yet, but watch out because it's coming your way in a big way. Um it is she's the president of and co-founder of Walla software which is a business management software for boutique fitness studios. She's one of just two female executive leaders in fittech and I would say that she is you know, given her background, she really has this um, very deep understanding of what studio owners and teachers need um, in order to be able to utilize software in a way that is very manageable, but also that helps them to build a business. So, yeah. yoga. Um, sorry, Laura has taught yoga and she had her own studio. She's also consulted for hundreds of studios around the world and built communities, um, around fitness software as well. And she's also spoken at many, 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 many conferences. You will have heard her on many podcasts and she is here with us today and I'm really excited. So thank you for
1: coming on. Thank you. Oh my gosh. First of all, how cool is it to like meet a competitor ultimately and be like, you know what, let's work together. You're just yeah. too, too awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's exactly what happened. It was like we need to do something.
1: Yeah, it's so great. So testament to you, it's it's pretty um, pretty awesome to work with you. Um, um, thanks for having me on today. This is so much fun. I know. I'm so excited. We could. We're gonna have to edit ourselves. though, I know. You know how it goes. We're gonna be here,
0: but you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah it's it's hard to keep it short with you but right anyway, we'll we'll get to the good stuff i promise and the juicy you've stuff. been zigzag
0: exactly, yes, we will, and you've been super busy the last few months mm-hmm. as you have been investing so much time in getting this brand new software up and running yes. and perfectly created so that it is gonna be everything that you wanted it to be so why don't we start with you sharing a little bit about your journey from you mm-hmm. and and kind of why you are doing this because this is I'm sure when you came into the boutique fitness world, and this is probably not where you saw yourself ending up.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. In fact, I mean, I kind of laugh that I'm in the software world now because it's it's just so outside my my area of genius, my my expertise. I'm I am the people person, and now I'm surrounded by people. You know, my team. Uh, it's a group of people who are who are focused on data and numbers and coding and it's a totally different world, but it's a perfect marriage of minds, you know, like that's, that's really what's needed. So, um, you know, I, I decided to, to found Waller, you know, my, my partner Doug invited me to co-found Waller with him. Um, partly because I, I really know firsthand what it's like to be in the seat of the studio owner. I, I managed a studio location, but, um, I, I've been through the trenches, you know, like I've been in front of the class, I've been behind the desk, I've been there. I remember being like seven months pregnant, sitting at my studio late on a Saturday night, trying to figure out a way to run a report because one of my teachers asked for a raise and I couldn't figure out how, you know, how to figure out if her performance warranted it. And if I could afford to say yes, you know, like those, those moments, those times are, are really what drove me forward in trying to help studio owners in the first place. And time after time i just kind of felt like i was you know running into a brick wall with the support system that they had in order to to really make them successful and it's not that there aren't options out there it's really just that the options weren't really built for this individual you know like they're um they need simplification even though they have super complex businesses you know we've talked about that so many times these businesses right. Are wildly complex, even though it seems like, well, you know, we're just hosting some fitness classes, right? No, they're
0: way more complex than I think we ever we then the studio owners give themselves credit for, honestly, because there are so many moving parts to this type of business, and most small businesses don't deal with the level of Mm. complexity. Even just even just think about one part of it, which is say pricing structures, you know, and ha- all the multiple different pricing structures or, you know, and then you have the scheduling part of it and the different ways to schedule. And then, you know, let's, we haven't even covered how to manage teachers and where they fit into it all, you know, so it is, they are, you know, these businesses are, are smaller, often smaller businesses, and they're smaller often because there is, you know, one person at the helm trying to juggle it all and wear all the hats in this running this business that is, It's complex. There's a lot of moving parts,
1: right? And and most of these business owners, all of you out there, are just so incredible. I know many of you. I mean, maybe you got into it partly for the money and being able to own your own business, but it's not like for the glory or you know the the big paycheck and going public at the end of the day. Right? This is because you love it and you love helping people with their bodies feel good, connected, empowered. Just you know, bringing vibrancy to people's lives. So. I just I really started being frustrated that the business of doing that is so hard and and that the tech that goes along with it is so unintuitive and stressful and glitchy and and frustrating. And so I just, you know, when Doug and I started talking and he kind of invited me as the industry expert and and person who'd kind of been there, done that to be a part of this company, um, you know there there were a couple of key reasons why i said yes but that like emotional understanding of how stressful and challenging it is for for studio owners is what really tipped me over the edge like if there was a way that i could really let your shoulders drop away from your ears a little bit and take a deep breath and and not be scared to go into your software and make a change that matters because then your positive energy all of your energy can go back into your clients making a difference in their lives, which, you know, in turn is a massive ripple in your communities. So it's, it's really what drove me into it.
0: Yeah. So in your mind, when you started, um, what, what, what do you really, I mean, I, I kind of coming at this question from a couple of different angles and trying to figure out which way to say it, but how, what do you really think that a software platform for a boutique fitness studio should be able to, to do very easily for, the business. Right. What's, because we, I think that we all, a lot of, we all, we have different expectations, right? Mm-hmm. About what it, you know, is it a scheduling platform or is it a payment processor? And so what are you, in your mind, you know, you looked around, you worked with a lot of different software platforms when you were consulting, there was things missing, right. there were things that didn't work as well as you'd liked, but so what should it, what should it be for a studio owner?
1: Right. It's it's a really good question and part of part of what we did at the beginning when we started this company was kind of throw out any idea of what was out there right now and come back to the real question what do they need and what challenges do they have right now and then we started to look at okay outside this industry how are those problems being solved right now you know like there are unbelievable email marketing platforms there are unbelievable payment processors you know like we don't need to reinvent the wheel on everything but we do need to build the core, which is, you know, easy scheduling, easy booking, um, a simple way for them to manage their staff. Um, and and I, I'm really hesitant to use the word simple, actually, because it is complex, but I mean, intuitive and user friendly way so that it's not um, it's not overwhelming to go in and, and, you know, build pay rates for a staff member. Um and the other thing is really managing how people pay for your, your classes. And that's something that's been really evolving in our industry. You know, we kind of went from this evolution of, you know, you pay for a single class, then you pay for 10 classes at once, then, oh, wait, we could do recurring revenue. Holy cow. Yes. Awesome. Let's jump into unlimited membership. Oh, wait, we are actually losing money on a lot of people. So maybe unlimited isn't right for me. Right. Let's rethink how we can do recurring revenue. Um, you know, then ClassPass jumps in and other aggregators jump in and it's like, oh my gosh, wait, we're making pennies on these classes. So, so actually looking at what the most effective way to actually um, see your cost of goods sold, how the perceived value and the real value of your classes and then charge what you should for it. Um, all of those things though, need to be able to work together. And I think what was happening is the systems studios were using were so fragmented you'd have like your core software but then you'd have you know four different tech partners or platforms outside of that that were managing different things and it really ended up making making the management of it all very complex and overwhelming so we went in as you know really understanding that an all-in-one platform was going to be important Right, Um, And that doesn't mean we're not leveraging great technology from Stripe or from, you know, for example, our email marketing platform is ActiveCampaign, you know, like one of the best email marketing platforms out there. We just have it woven in so that you don't have to have extra logins and, you know, like it's, it's really, um, streamlined. Yeah. Um... You know something else that we really saw. What should this software do, or what does this industry need? Is is addressing reporting and addressing retention. Those were mm-hmm. two things that the fitness industry has just notoriously. My, let curse on here. Like shitty retention. <laughs>
0: <laughs> only, only you can. And oh, no, <laughs> Um
1: and. I mean, it's it's just a fact of life. Like how you're the marketer, Saren. I mean, like, how sad is it when you see businesses invest tens of thousands of dollars in marketing and then they see 15% of those clients or 20% of those clients the next year? Like it's it's just devastating.
0: Right. It is. It is. And I, I think that you see, just for point of reference, you know, I think you see a lot more issues with retention in larger class-based businesses. Mm -hmm. In the Pilates studios, where you do a lot more appointment-based businesses and one-on-one sessions, the retention is actually really, really strong. And that often is more of the focus for studio owners. And so a lot of the shift um, and a lot of what I work with with my clients on, especially... Well, I should say not with all of my clients because it's not true for everybody but for many studios in the Pilates world especially those that are appointment based or session based um, studios is the top of the funnel visibility and the um, the early nurture phase for marketing so the 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 tail of the the marketing funnel or the the downstream I should say is where you get a lot of uh, that is that works very nicely and, and often in Pilates Studios, but there is often a problem with getting people in the door because you get a natural rate of attrition, right. um, regardless of the business. So you don't. Get, no one has hundred percent retention, but the retention numbers are usually pretty high for Pilates studios. But where I see there are problems is when you have a, a, a class, pure class-based businesses, right. um, yeah, and especially point. those who are later in the business cycle early phase business cycle class-based businesses tend to do relatively well with retention. For some reason, it is just smaller and the numbers seem to work better because mm-hmm. there is, I think it's just because they are usually much smaller business right. and much more, they have a closer relationship with those clients. Once they see, you know, once they start to grow and they start the, there's that the connection between say the studio owner or the teachers starts to sort of, um, to, to sort of, uh, be, uh, uh, perhaps diluted a little then the uh, this then we start to see retention issues and if that goes on too long without any action it's a big problem and you end up spending an awful lot of money up front on the on the uh, the in, the getting new clients in and spending an awful lot of money on advertising to get new clients in and you're not really addressing the root of the problem which is you know long-term engagement and nurture of existing clients right exactly so, yeah huge problem and and I think you know the um and so tell you know we've seen a lot of change in the industry over the last 18 months and I think we've we're entering into a perhaps a more stable period, I hope. <laughs> and I know everyone else is hoping too. We're all hoping, the world is hoping. Um and so you're looking at, I know, a lot of data in this industry yes. right now. Um I think we're at a point where most studios currently are able to be open and seeing people in person. Um Everywhere is slightly different, Um, but what are you seeing right now in our industry, and how is that so? Perhaps versus say three months ago or six months ago, and and perhaps what are you kind of expecting for the next few months? Just because I think we all are kind of hoping, but it will be you know what's what's the trends that you're seeing? Yeah,
1: great question. I mean, we we've kind of been forced to watch the data, and it's it's been all over the place in the U.S. particularly, but um, it it encouraged us to look outside the U.S. for um, some almost future guidance because, you know, countries like Australia that have essentially been running as normal for a while because they, they shut their borders, you know, like people weren't coming and going. So they were able to operate, in a typical fashion, you know, they're busy, they're swamped, they're doing great. The the UK, for example, reopening, we just saw data coming out of, um, anytime fitness, which obviously is big box gym, but then also some of the boutique studios that had record new member sales in April. Like this is anytime fitness sold more new memberships than they ever have in their history in the UK. Wow. In a month. So wow. the, the real Um, lesson here is that there is massive opportunity and people aren't just settled into their at-home routine and never coming back. Like there is an absolute opportunity to get people in your door. And frankly, I believe that, um, you know, the, the community aspect I think is going to be as important, if not more important than ever. Um, People just really, they're tired of being at home by themselves, having to motivate themselves. It's, it's really a challenge. I mean, I personally have a challenge with it. So I know other people do, but um, just having something on your calendar and showing up to it and knowing that the teacher is going to say hi to you and recognize you and see you there. And it's not just maybe seeing your name on a screen. Like there's a physical recognition there and and that's accountability and that's motivation. And it's something that people have been really hungry for. Um, something interesting in the US is that we've seen in the states that have dropped mask mandates in classes have higher, um, Attendance and are bouncing back quicker. So, I think there definitely is that barrier a little bit. People aren't really anxious to go work out in their masks. Um, but I, you know, that'll be shifting as more and more people get vaccinated. And I'm in California, so I'm probably in the strictest of all. And a lot of studios, probably most studios here, are still operating with masks on. Um, my particular yoga studio has chosen not to mandate masks and we're busy. Like it's busy. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think that there's, there's a lot of people waiting to be able to go work out without sweating under a mask. So,
0: yeah, true. I, the demand is certainly there. And as we, I do, I, I'm with you. I think as, as we continue through the remainder of this year, it will only continue to grow right. and more people who have, you know, it's sort of, it's almost as though everybody in the last 18 months who haven't been to a studio hasn't been to a studio is now excited to come back. Right, even those who had dropped off the schedule two years ago. Right, it's sort of like you know there is every everyone is now back in the game and looking yeah. for their uh, their place. And I don't think that people are picking one place. I think people are kind of coming back and trying different spots and Agreed. seeing what they like and what they enjoy. And so you know, it's a really good time to be thinking about you know what I was you know that, that customer experience in that early um, right. that those first few sessions for sure.
1: Yeah. And something I'd I'd throw in there is, um, the, the key demographic for boutique fitness has traditionally been, you know, women between the age of maybe 30 and 50. Um, and that group has been home with their kids for a long time, and is looking for <laughs> you and I know it.) <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, when I'm on my exercise bike, which we have in my bathroom right now, because that's the best spot.: Naturally, naturally is. Yes. My kids literally sit in the empty bathtub and just watch me. It is not the escape, the like exercise escape I just so dearly loved from Boutique Fitness. So I do really believe that the um, investment in any way that you can make it feel like an escape, that it can feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm, you know, I've taken a break from all the responsibility. and how cool to be able to make exercise, which might feel like a responsibility often or something that they have to get done. Oh no, that is going to be a treat for people right now, just to be able to get out and do it somewhere where they're not burdened with everything that they've had to do for the last 18 months.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I'm with you on that. (laughs) hundred percent. Yes, it is a a treat. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So coming back to studio software a little bit. Mm -hmm. So obviously you have built this new software from scratch knowing everything that you know about how boutique fitness works and the challenges that studio owners face Mm -hmm. so what do you see what is how is Walla different because there are a lot i mean you know if i go i mean i've been doing this for 10 years you've been doing this for a long time you know almost as long the same there were there was there are there are more platforms now than there ever has been but you still think that there was there was there was a gap there was there was things missing. So what is it that makes Walla different? and what how have you built that
1: platform to really be able to help studio owners? Sure um yay i got to to talk about what i've been doing for the last year first of all we just launched to our our first couple clients you know so we we really are now in the trenches and getting to see how it's working and it's so amazing just from like entrepreneur to entrepreneur to see something like your your vision your brain and all of these ideas we've i've had we've had for years like in real life, on a screen, working, doing what they're supposed to, so it's it's a pretty exciting time for us. But I would say there were three there were three things we just really wanted to do exceptionally well. Um, first was making software easier and more intuitive to use, so it actually it does save time and and like saves the tech fatigue and the tech headaches um, instead of creating more. So I mean, when you see our product, it is. Aesthetically, just a breath of fresh air. Um, I had one of our one of our beta clients said, "You know, using my old platform, it felt like doing yoga in this like dark, dingy basement with old furniture and." You know nothing exciting, and I I was like Matt's mad and uncomfortable. And then I look at Walla, and it's like stepping into this beautiful, airy, white studio with floor-to-ceiling windows and a breeze through the sheer curtains. Like she-, <laughs> <laughs> she said, even just the aesthetic of it makes me less stressed. So there right. were little things like that that we just said, you know, we we want this to be an enjoyable experience. Um, the second thing was that we really wanted to solve the problem of, of people having to like duct tape together and badly patch together all of the platforms they were using to make their hybrid studios work. Um, you know, this last year, if, if nothing else, has made us all be scrappy and have to kind of think on the fly and figure things out, which is amazing. So many businesses survived because of that. But now it's time to like step into the professionalization of what you learned. You know, like be able to look at the reporting from a really high level and see what worked. To be able to use one system rather than pay for four to execute your video on demand, your live stream, and your in person. So we were pretty committed to making that a smooth experience, and, and I, I know we really have. Um, the third was really taking a look at, like I said, some of the core issues. That studios faced. Um, pricing was one of them, retention was another, which again, in in private session businesses, not as much, but um, you know mostly we are focused on class-based businesses um, and really developing loyalty and adding more value to the studio owner and the client. So um, one thing that I, I love and really excites me about Walla is that we decided to weave behavioral psychology into our platform. And that sounds like a a kind of, I don't know, like (laughs) maybe not intuitive thing, maybe really challenging thing, but we were very lucky that we um, met a, the owner of a company called Skill Power, um, which was working with behavioral psychologists from Stanford, MIT, Penn State, like brilliant, brilliant behavioral psychologists who have spent decades of their lives studying why people do or don't stick with fitness regimens, what motivates them, how they're different, how they're similar. And so they built a personality test for us, um, which is core in our software. So when somebody onboards with your studio, Um, when they finish filling out, you know, their name and address and email and the the basics, they'll be invited to take this, you know, three minute personality test and it gives you, it gives them fun information about themselves, you know, little willpower tips and things that can help them commit to a goal or to building a habit or whatever it is they're looking for. Um, but it gives you, um, not just from from a high level, but from a really tactical level in the business, a way to connect more deeply with the people who walk in your door. So when you check someone into class, you have their personality type right next to their name on the roster. We have four different types and they really need different types of communication. And it's it's super different. (laughs) You know, like, I, I mean... I'm personally a doer, like that's my personality type for fitness. And it means I am really driven by challenges. I don't need the, like the constant cheerleading and the high fives and the, you know, all of the things that maybe a giver would need a different personality type. I just need someone to put a challenge out there for me and say, hit that goal. And I'm driven for it. But there are three other personality types that need very different things. So Mm -hmm. We're giving you the tools, and a lot of coaching. We'll be giving you um, like educational packets, but also just quick things that the front desk or your teachers can do to make those people feel disarmed, comfortable, motivated, and excited to come back. Um, so that's built into the software, and then we also have within our email marketing platform some you know weekly communication that's customized to the different personality types uh, to help them build a habit with you.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. 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 Um, tell us a little bit about what you're seeing when it comes to pricing right now, because what I, I know that over the course of the last 18 months, um, well, actually, no, I mean, going back even further, if we're going to sort of do a bit right. of an industry review, you know, there, we, there was, a, there's been a major shift to, on, into the auto re- renewing uh, management um, membership type models right. um, acro- across the board. and um, whatever various sort of ways that that can be utilized in a studio or implement, implemented yeah. in the studio. Um, and then during um, various shutdowns and during the, the height of the pandemic, I would say that people shifted the way that they uh, priced them, their, their offerings. We saw a lot of free offers and we saw people increase their prices. And then there's been a lot of movement in pricing, overall the levels of pricing, but also the structure and the pricing models that are used. What are you seeing right now and how are you integrating that into what you're building for the
1: software that you have? Great question. Yeah. I mean, it's I am very excited about reoccurring revenue models always. You know, like anytime right. there's predictability we can bring to a business, I'm thrilled. Yeah. Um and so I've I've coached businesses on that i've i've told them to go that route i think we learned a lot over the last few years about how an unlimited membership can be a positive or a negative for some it really depends on your business Um, and and people have adapted you know whether it's moving to like a eight times a month membership and unlimited membership and then a four times a month membership giving some flexibility and variety there Um, but what we saw was you know classes have different values. You have different teachers that you know, may be more or less expensive to you as a business. Um, you have time slots that are more popular than others. You have classes that might be longer than others. You have your you know, maybe 45-minute lunch class and then a 75-minute morning or evening class. There are so many different factors. And now live stream versus in-person, the perceived value of a live stream class versus an in-person class is very different. So there are a lot of different factors that go into pricing your class. And if you just say like, okay, all of our classes are a $20 drop in or $180 for a 10 pack, you know, like it actually isn't great business. (laughs) So, you know, the numbers geek in me really started diving into that and looking for potential solutions. And interestingly enough, um, we look to ClassPass, um, which don't panic. It's not like they're our hero right now or anything. They've done some great things for the industry. They've also, you know, caused some problems for the industry. But what they did really well was address this issue. You know, they had to go to all different studios that definitely had different prices on their classes. So they adopted a credit model, and a credit model essentially gives this this. Student, the, the client of the studio, um, the ability to spend the number of credits they have however they want. Um, they may have a couple different packages or a few different packages with different tiers of credits monthly. So maybe you get 50 credits on your lowest level, 75 on a middle, and then 150 on your top tier. And for those those people, they were able to say, like, oh, okay, I could take, you know, 10 three credit classes and then a couple higher level classes or higher credit classes, or, you know, for those people that just really didn't care about the money they, they could take all super high credit classes, but it it gives the business the ability to price their classes the way they need to and the student, the ability to choose. Um, So we built that internally into our system.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think one of the challenges that studios, have always had and it's always a huge challenge uh, for for us as consultants and and you know and, and studio owners is you know you have a few teachers who you know are going to fill a class right. and you bring a new teacher in because you need to add classes to the schedule and they're then they're, they're relatively unknown to your client population which means they tend not to have a huge following necessarily and it can take some time to build and so you can use this type of system, this credit system to incentivize people to go to certain classes based on things like that, which is, exactly. yeah, and that's just one example. There's a lot of different right. examples, right? right. For, for the teacher who has been teaching for 25 years, who you are paying more because they are more experienced, you can now add that in to right. your, right. you know, your pricing model. Exactly. So it gives a lot more flexibility to the way that you can, you know, balance the expenses versus the income really to your business. I mean, it exactly. really t- ties it nicely, much nicely. T- I mean, as excited,
1: as excited as I am to give the, the end consumer, your clients, um, flexibility, I'm most excited about making studios more profitable, you know, like, and <laughs> and they should be because your margins are already relatively slim, depending on who your teachers are and your, and your payroll model. Um, but, I think studios weren't paying enough attention to profit and not, not all their fault. It's not an easy number to get in most systems. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's something that I think is really going to be the difference maker when we come out of COVID and look at the businesses that really are thriving and those that aren't those that are paying attention to not just the attendance numbers and the, um, number of memberships, but actually their bottom line. Are they profitable in every class that is on their schedule? So that was something really, um, really important to me in building our reporting. Um, Something I I like to talk about with Walla is my dream going into it. And what I told my my developers and my co-founder, I was like... Make it so that my my clients, these studios, never have to run a report again. <laughs> they were like, what? That's the, we're trying to teach them to run reports. And I was like, no, no, no. We need to make it. I mean, if they want to run reports and dive as deep as possible, great. We can make that possible. But I want dashboards. Beautiful, easy, clean dashboards that deliver every bit of information that is important to that business in making quick and confident decisions. Um, so that has been, honestly, the most fun part of this for me is like... Taking the gazillions of reports that I've run over the years and consolidating that with my team. And man, props to my team. They are just brilliant. They've been able to take my brain dumps and turn them into the most beautiful, um, just visual experiences. So... I am, I'm nowhere without them right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I've seen the inside and it Mm -hmm. is indeed beautiful and so easy to use and so intuitive. And so, so I'm excited for you. Congratulations. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So, you know, I know that we have, we could, I mean, I could keep talking to you for for many, 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 many hours, (laughs) but I think, uh, I know you've got things you've got to run off and do. It's busy. It's a busy time for you right now but when you're as you're kind of continuing to have conversations with studio owners and right. thinking about how we're going to evolve through um the rest of 2021 and as you know Walla comes into into the world right mm-hmm. um what what would you say to studio owners what's your kind of biggest tip biggest focus for for them what are you encouraging them to look at you mentioned the profit that's absolutely mm-hmm. there and what else are you kind of telling, telling them to, to think about and be aware of? Because you've been doing this a long time. You've been in this industry for a long time. And, you know, you have, you have spent a lot of time in the last year and a bit, you know, really invested in figuring out where the problems are and the challenges are and, and figuring out the solutions. Mm -hmm. So what are you, what are you telling people to watch for?
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. you, you kind of prep me for this question a little (laughs) beforehand. And I originally was like, oh, okay, numbers, of course, like, you've planted all these seeds over the last year, and there's so much you've tried. And now is the time to really watch what's what's thriving, what's growing, and what really just kind of crashed. It, it may be that live stream is not worth it for your business. It may be that video on demand is a waste of money because people aren't using it. Or it might be quite the opposite. Like You might have an incredible new business that you can expand your revenue streams. But it takes really attending to those numbers and seeing what worked and what didn't, and then getting laser focused. I mean, I yeah. think this year, because the last 18 months has been about just pivoting and changing and adapting this next year is about laser focus. Um, but on top of that, like the, the more intuitive side of me is also feeling like, you know, this, this next year is about really customizing your communication, your relationships, your, your, um, connection to your clients. And more than ever before, that's, what's going to resonate. Um, You know, you can stare at your numbers all day long and and try to make small changes in your business. But what's going to matter is you having empathy and genuinely caring about your clients and talking to them and attending to their needs and really just, um, you know, being the human connection that they've missed for so long. So I feel like yes, the numbers, the data, all of like the left brain stuff is going to be crazy important this year. But if you're sitting there like staring at your time and you only have X number of hours in the day, make sure a good chunk of that is spent connecting in person, if possible, with your clients. Um, and, and really encouraging them to do that with each other as well.
0: Right. I think we've been through as a, as a collective, as a community globally, so through so much. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it's the the move, the shifts that are continuing to happen and that we're continuing to evolve in as humans and as, as people and as friends and as, you know, business folks, you know, we're still shifting and finding that new rhythm or a different rhythm. And I think the, there is certainly from, from the people that I've been speaking to that there is this, there is some level of overwhelm that is sort of happening. And that speaks a little bit to what you just said about how, you know, you kind of have been just doing everything you could do to generate revenue in your business. And now as we evolve, it's time to really sort of take away the things that aren't working or the things that are draining you. Because right. the other thing is that we're, you know, most folks in this industry are doing this because they want to have a business that fulfills them and that they enjoy being a part of. And, you know, if you need to preserve a little bit of your energy for showing up for your clients as well, then uh, you need to make sure that you're not spending so much time on things that aren't bringing you joy. And, And it's okay now, as you evolve out to focus on the things that are energizing to you.
1: Exactly. Um, And, and energizing. I mean, part of the reason I did this was a result of us working together on the inspired studio mastermind and seeing the connection that all of these business owners had to each other, um, you know, women in particular have a need to come together, like in circle in, in a gathering and, and share experience. It's who we are. It's like innate in our being. It's almost this primal, um, instinct. And so I think part of finding what feeds you and, and letting go of some of the things that drain, drain you is finding that crew of people. And, you know, that might mean just getting vulnerable enough to cry about how hard the day was yesterday, but then also like, take time to step back and be like, look at how freaking high I just climbed this mountain. You know, like this last year was a mountain and maybe, yeah, the peak is pretty still, you know, pretty far off still, but damn, I am a warrior, you know, and recognizing that in yourself and being able to say it out loud to other women is so, so important. So thank you for keeping that, that going with thrive. And I mean, to anybody listening to this, find your tribe. It is so important. True, yeah, it
0: really truly is. We do we spend a lot of time inside of Thrive thinking about oh. and and focused on and celebrating the accomplishments yeah. because it's very easy to be moving on to the next thing i right. mean the world has just evolved so quickly in the last 18 months but even so we just we're often not that good at saying yeah. wow great week i had i did i did these three things that i've been i've been right. meaning to do for ages or you know this is this is something this is a great accomplishment and sometimes they're not huge things sometimes they're <laughs> small things but it was really good that you still got you them know, done i was i
1: called <laughs> the social security administration because i've had this notice on my desk for 2 weeks about some form i missed or like not missed <laughs> but filled out wrong like those are the things that it's like it took all of my energy to just do that and i just need someone to laugh and be like yep i get it <laughs> yep
0: we're all yep you need that tribe everybody needs that
1: 100 percent.
0: well laura thank you so much for joining us oh, here on the you. podcast i really really have enjoyed chatting with you and catching up and and yeah. talking all things um boutique fitness and scheduling and software and i'm so excited for what is coming with walla so tell us a little bit about where folks can learn more Mm -hmm. about you and about walla and about perhaps you know a little bit more about whether or not that might be an option for them
1: yeah absolutely so our website is hello walla h-e-l-l-o-w-a-l-l-a And, um, you know, we've we've got a basic homepage up right now. We'll be adding more um, as we get ready to launch to the public. We're in beta right now. So we've got, you know, a a bunch of studios that are on board for that. And we actually do have a wait list for, you know, kicking off as we launch. We've got a lot of studios excited about it, which is such an amazing place to be. Um, But we're looking at, you know, this summer for sure, we will be publicly launched um for those of you that are class based businesses we are 100% built for you right now um, for strictly appointment based businesses we're not there yet um but we're you know looking at building that in the future we're, we are really ready to change the game and we are so excited about where this industry is going. I feel like the timing is perfect to be launching right now. So much has changed and we're able, we, we've been able to do all the pivoting and adapting just like you have over the last year and prepare everybody for what's coming in in the future of this industry. So, um, yeah, we just can't wait to have you aboard. My, um, or our LinkedIn is at Wallace Software. Same with Facebook, same with Instagram. I will say our social media is not like crazy yet because we are early and we are focused on our customers, but we'll get there.
0: Absolutely. Well, I will be sharing all of that in the show notes as well. So you can grab the links there. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that Laura's going to be back. So I'm excited
1: for that for sure. (laughs) Always happy to. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye. Did you
0: love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day.